0: Innal hamdalillah nahamduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa sayyiati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudilla lah wa man yudlil fala Hadiyala lah wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashhadu anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluh amma ba so we've been studying for a few weeks now this particular book explaining various aspects of the creed, the aqidah, the belief of a Muslim, talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, talking about following the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and that is the type of topic that we were on currently. The importance of following the guidance, the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the statement we got to was the statement of the author Wakal Al Imam Abu Amr Al Auzai Radiallahu Anhu that Al Imam Abu Amr al Auzai, one of the great scholars of the past one of the great learned people of Islam of the past, he said, "Alaikabiyathari man salf, wa in rahzak alnas, wa iyaak wa araa alrajal, wa in He said, "Upon you, what you need to do is stick to the narrations of those." who have gone before you, those who have preceded you. He's talking about the Salaf. Those early generations of Muslims, the ones who lived with the Prophet ﷺ, the companions, then the generation who came after them, and then the generation who came after them, those early generations are the Salaf. He is saying stick to the way of the Salaf, those early Muslims. Why do we say we stick to the way of those early Muslims the Salaf, the righteous Salaf? Because obviously they were the ones who were there right at the beginning when the revelation came to the Prophet Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When the revelation came from Allah through Jibril, the angel Gabriel used to bring that revelation from Allah to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. At that time when the Prophet Muhammad was alive sallallahu alayhi wasallam, his companions, the Muslims at the time, who used to live with him, and they used to be with him and learn from him, then they obviously learned Islam from the source. They learned it from the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa when that revelation from Allah came to him. So they are the most knowledgeable and the most learned regarding the understanding of Islam, meaning the correct understanding of Islam. Because everybody out there, They will have their own opinions. Everybody will give you their own opinions. You should do this and you should do that. And the correct Islam is this and the correct Islam is that. Everybody has their thoughts and their opinions. So, where do we go? What is the right opinion? What is the right true Islam? That is the Islam that those initial early Muslims were upon. Because they learnt it directly from the source from the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So here he says, بِآثَارِ مَنْ Salaf, Upon you is to stick to those narrations and those uh, the way and the methodology of those early Muslims, the righteous Salaf that is the name of them, uh, referred to them as the Salaf. Those early generations who were with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the generation after, and the generation after. So he says, stick to their way. وَإِن رَفَضَكَ النَّاسِ Even if people reject you. Even if people reject you. And that is something within mankind, within human nature, that you have to get used to. Not everybody is going to accept you. Not everybody is going to follow your way. Not everybody is going to take your opinion. And that's why we know that guidance of the heart, inner guidance, is not something we can give to people. We're not able to give hidayah to tawfiq. We're not able to change the hearts of the people ourselves. We cannot give enlightenment to the people ourselves, but that is from Allah. That is from Allah. That enlightenment enters your heart, and that you see the truth. That is guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he says here, وَإِن رَفَضَكَ nas Even if people, they reject you, people don't accept your way, people don't accept your belief, you stick to that correct Islam. You stick to that revelation from Allah, to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu sallam You stick to the way of the Salaf, those early righteous, pious generations, the companions of the Prophet sallam and those who came after. Stick to that way, even if people reject you. Because as we learned in a hadith, in a narration of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam previously, that if you do your actions and you live your life to please people, then that is going to end up in displeasure of Allah. If all you're doing is doing whatever it takes to please people, even if that means that you're not pleasing your Creator, then that is loss for you. Instead, what you need to do is focus on pleasing your Creator, pleasing your Lord, regardless of what the people say about you, regardless of whether they accept you or not. If they don't accept you, then work with them. If you're able, if it's family, if it's relatives, advise them, explain to them, show them good manners. But the point is, you don't drop your belief. When guidance comes to you from Allah, then you accept that and you take it. And those who reject you, then you deal with it and remain patient upon it. Knowing that Allah has guided you, and knowing that Allah is with the patient ones, knowing that Allah is with the ones who put their trust in Him, who put their dependence in Him, who supplicate to Him, make dua to Him, pray to Him, then Allah is with those people. So here he says, وَإِن رَفَضَكَ النَّاسِ Even if the people reject you, you stick to that guidance that has come to you. وَإِيَّاكَ وَآرَاءَ rijal, And be warned from the opinions of people. Be warned from people giving you this opinion, that opinion, do this, do that. It is not about the opinions of the people, rather... It is about what is in that true guidance in the Quran and in the prophetic guidance, the Sunnah. Even if people beautify their statements to you, they beautify to you their statements and they beautify to you the opposition to the Quran and the Sunnah through their various eloquence in speech and other forms of beautification to try and take you away from the upright guidance, away into misguidance, then don't be fooled by that. Do not be fooled into accepting their misguidance simply because they are eloquent or they beautify their speech to you. You know that you have been created and placed upon this earth for a purpose. And you know that when Allah, when your Lord created you, placed you upon this earth, didn't just place you here without any purpose. Didn't just put us, the humans, mankind, on this earth without any objective. Rather, Allah gave us a purpose, gave us objective, gave us guidance. Through the prophets and the messengers gave us that revelation from the, or through, through the prophets and the messengers so that mankind can be guided to the truth and we can recognize our purpose of existence which is to obey and to worship Allah, our creator, and to follow the guidance that has come to us even if the people they reject you and not to follow the opinions of people, and to follow the social the social norms, the norms of the people in society, what everybody is doing. You don't just follow behind the people blindly, living your lives without purpose or any goal, wasting your days and you're not achieving anything. Rather, this life, there is a great purpose to it. And that purpose is a test, so that you worship and obey your Creator. So this narration tells us how to do that. Says, stick to the way of those righteous early Salaf, those righteous early Muslims, who learned from the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam. so they know the correct and true understanding of Islam. Stick to that correct and true understanding, even if the people, they reject you even if the masses of people don't accept it from you. You know what you are doing is in pleasure of Allah. So the one who pleases Allah, then as the narration says, eventually the people will be pleased with you. They will accept from you, because you're being sincere in wanting to please your Lord. But as for the one who forgets about his creator, forgets about his Lord, and instead all he wants to do is please the people you will never be able to do it. You will never be able to please all of the people. You're always going to have somebody who's got a problem. So there is no purpose or any objective or goal in trying to use your lives to please people. It is not about pleasing people. It is about pleasing your Lord and your Creator. And if you do that, then it will cause the hearts of the people to be soft towards you. If you are using your lives to please Allah, then it will cause the hearts of the people to become good to you. Because you're being sincere and righteous. Then he says, وَقَالَ مُحَمَّدْ إِبْنْ عَبْدِ الرَّحْمَنِ الْأَذْرَمِي Another one of the people he said, مُحَمَّدْ بن عَبْدِ الرحمن الْأَذْرَمِي لِرَجُلٍ تَكَلَّمَ بِبِدْعَةٍ وَدَعَ النَّاسَ إِلَيْهَا To a man who spoke with some innovation, and he was calling the people to that innovation. Spoke with some innovation, and was calling the people to that innovation. Innovation, what do we mean? That a person makes up something which is not from Islam. It was never in the revelation never in the revelation from Allah, never taught by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam, but instead a person makes up something himself, and claims it is from Islam, and claims that you can worship Allah by doing this particular act, when in reality that act has nothing to do with Islam. It is not from the revelation of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So that is termed as a bid'ah, and in English, innovation—something which is not from the revelation of Allah and the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So, in this narration, in this uh, narration, it mentions that he saw a man who was making some innovation, talking about some innovation, and calling the people to that innovation. He said, "Hal Ali Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa Abu Bakr, wa Uthman, wa Ali, awlam ya'lamuha, he said to him, did the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or Abu Bakr, and Uthman, and Ali, radiyallahu anhum, did they know about this innovation of yours, or did they not? meaning, this interpretation of Islam that you're claiming, is that an interpretation in this act of yours that the Prophet Muhammad knew about? Or that Abu Bakr, the best man from all of the Muslims after the Prophet Muhammad, did he know about this? Or Umar, the second best man after the Prophet Muhammad, or Uthman, the third best, or Ali, the fourth best, did any of them know about this particular act, that you are claiming, قَالْ لَمْ يَعْلَمُوهَا The man said, no, they didn't know about this. قَالْ فَشَيْءٌ لَمْ يَعْلَمْهُ هؤلاء عَلِمْتَهُ أَنْتُ He said, something, you claim this thing, they didn't know about it. The Prophet ﷺ didn't know about it, Abu Bakr didn't know about it, Umar didn't know about it, Uthman didn't know about it, Ali didn't know about it, رضي الله عنهم. How do you claim you know about it? How can you know about this thing? And you tell me that the Prophet Muhammad وسلم didn't know? And that Abu Bakr, and Umar, and, and Ali رضي الله عنهم didn't know? قال الرجل, the man said, okay, in that case, أقول قد علموها. In that case, okay, they must have known, they must have known this innovation this thing that I'm doing right now, this interpretation of mine, they must have known about it, then okay. So then the man said to him, (laughs) If they knew about it, was it okay for them to not do it? You're doing this thing, and you're saying they knew about it. Yet, obviously, they never did it. So he's saying to him now, you're saying they knew about it, so why did they never do it? It was okay for them to not do it? وَلا يدعو النَّاسَ إِلَيْهِ أَمْ Amlam يَسَعَهُمْ and they never called the people to it like you're doing right now. You're calling to it, you're saying this innovation. Was it okay for them not to call to it and not to say this innovation? He said, Of course. He said, Okay. If they didn't need to bring about this innovation or speak about it or call to it, and you're saying that's okay, they didn't need to do that. Then why on earth do you need to do it? Why on earth are you bringing about this innovation and talking about it and calling the people to it when you're telling me that the prophets are knew about it but he never did it? Then why are you doing it? You're telling me Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali knew about it, anhum, but they never did it. So why are you doing it? فَانْقَطَعَ الرَّجُلَ so the man was left flabbergasted. Nothing left to say. He knows what he's doing now. Cannot be justified. The Prophet wasallam. Yeah. the companions never did it. فَقَالَ الْخَلِيفَةُ وَكَانَ حَاضِرًا لَا اللَّهُ عَلَى مَنْ لَمْ مَا وسعه. May Allah not make the affair spacious for the one, make the affair open for the one who claims that it was not suitable or acceptable or doable. For the Prophet wasallam something which is doable for you. Somebody who claims, I can do something, but the Prophet wasallam and the companions, they didn't do it and they didn't need to do it, but I need to do it. And I can do it. Somebody who gives this type of mentality to understanding Islam, it shows that he's outside of the Qur'an and the Sunnah and the methodology of the Salaf in understanding. Because he's claiming to do things outside of what the Prophet and the companions did. Claiming that he needs to do something they didn't need to do, or claiming that he doesn't need to do something that they did need to do. So when you have this type of understanding, it shows that there's a great error. وَهَكَذَا مَنْ لَمْ يَسَعُهُمْ أَوَسِعَ رُسَالَتِهِمْ أَصْحَابَهُ وَالتَّابِعينَ لَهُمْ بِإِحْسَانٍ وَالْأَئِمَّةِ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ وَالْرَّاسِخِينَ فِي الْعِلْمِ مِنْ تَلَاوَةِ آيَاتِ الصِّفَاتِ وَقِرَاءَتِهِ وَأَخْبَارِهِ وَقِرَاءَةِ أَخْبَارِهَا وَ Here the point he wants to make, the point is regarding the names and attributes of Allah. That a person who says, basically, that he doesn't need to accept the names and attributes, yet he acknowledges that the Prophet ﷺ and the companions did know them and accept them, then just shows, shows the clear misguidance of that person. When you know that the Prophet sallam, the companions, were upon a particular way. And you know what the methodology of the scholars is on that affair. You know about the affirmation of the names and the attributes. Then how can you come along now and make up something new and claim that this is something else I'm going to follow? A Sheikh Zaid says, <laughs> وفيه مناظرة لأهل البدع وإقامة الحجة عليهم وقد قيل بأن المناظر في شأن القرآن الكريم والفتنة التي حصلت بسبب من قال من أهل البدع ما أن القرآن مخلوق. So here the sheikh goes on to mention about this particular narration, how the innovator he was uh, discussed with in this issue and it was clarified to him and he was left without any speech and that the prophet sallallahu wa sallam said, تَرَكْتُكُمْ عَلَى الْبَيْضَاءِ لَيْلُهَا كَنَهَارِهَا لَا عَنْهَا بَعْدِ إِلَّا I have left you upon, the Prophet wasallam said, I have left you upon clear guidance, a white path, a clear path. The Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, I have left you upon a clear path. White, illuminated, clear path. It's night, it's like it's day. The night is like the day. Clear, clarity. لا Yaziru عنها بعد إلا هالك. Nobody strays away from this straight path after me. After me, from the people, anybody who strays away from this path, this guidance, then they will certainly be destroyed. They will certainly be destroyed, the one who strays away from that straight path. And that straight path, what is that straight path? What is this straight path that we have been left upon? What is the straight path that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam clarified and explained to us, It is the path of worshipping Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala upon the evidences of the Qur'an and the Sunnah with the understanding of the Salaf of this Ummah. Every Prophet and Messenger that ever came, came with that exact same message. Every Prophet and every Messenger, That ever came, whether it was from the olden times prophets and messengers, Noah, Noah, and Ibrahim, Abraham, and Musa, Moses, Isa, Jesus, and Muhammad, the last of them, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, all of them came with the exact same message. There was no difference between the message of Muhammad and the message of Jesus or Abraham or Moses or Noah. None whatsoever. If you examine carefully, then you see very clearly that all of the prophets and messengers came with exactly the same message. What was that exact same message from every prophet and messenger? That exact same message from every one of them was? أَنِعْبُدُ Allah, Worship your Lord. Worship your Creator Allah. وَاجْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ And stay away from the false deities. Stay away from all partners to Allah. Stay away from any false deities claiming to have some status alongside Allah. There is only one creator, there is only one sustainer, there is only one provider, and that is Allah, the creator alone. No partners, no associates, no son, no wife, none of that. It is wrong completely to claim that Allah, the supreme, the creator, the majesty, the mighty, the majestic, that He is in need of a partner that he is in need of a son, this is incorrect. What is correct is that Allah is not in need of anyone. He is not in need of any partners, not in need of any assistance. He is the one who controls all of the universe. He is the one who gives life and death alone. He is the one who sends the rain and the provisions and the fruits and the vegetables we eat, in the narration the Prophet Muhammad told us, jai'un illa man atamtu," That Allah said, our Lord said, all of you are hungry except for the one who I feed. So all of the sustenance and the provisions you have, all of the food that you eat, then it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you. It is a blessing from our Lord, our Creator Allah, that He provided this food for you. In the same hadith, Allah said, كُلُّكُمْ عَارٍ إِلَّا مَنْ All of you are naked, except for the ones who I clothe. This clothing on your backs, wardrobes with your clothes filled in them, all of this is a blessing from Allah. It is not you who has got these things for yourself. Don't praise yourself. What you have in this life, it is from our Creator Allah, who has provided it all for you. Then Allah also said, كُلَّكُمْ ضَالٌ إِلَّا All of you, mankind, humans, people are misguided Except for the ones who I guide Allah is the one who guides the hearts of the people So a person thinks and ponders and realizes That their life was going by them, ticking away Day by day, night by night And they were producing nothing from their life They were getting no benefit from their life. No objective, no goal. Simply days going by and by. And then they say in the end we will just become dust in the earth. You think your purpose in this world is just that? Just to play around, to have amusement, to do as you please, to relax. You think this life is for that? That is certainly a person who's going to end up in depression the one who thinks their life is just for that, because you will never please yourself, you will never get yourself to a level of extreme happiness, you will never get yourself to a level of ecstasy in this world, a person has that soul in him, that always desires more, always wants more money, always wants more luxury, always wants more of the possessions and the wealth of the world, you will never satisfy yourself, if you live for the world only. So a person needs to recognize, his life here isn't for this world. This world is only a test. It is a few days that you will live here. A few days and a few nights. Already everybody look around at yourself. 20 years of your life gone, where is it gone? 25 years of your life gone, where is it gone? What have you done? What have you achieved? 30 years of your life gone. What have you achieved? So a Muslim, when he thinks about those questions, he has answers for them. 25 years, 35 years, what have you done? Then a Muslim knows, the one who's been practicing, he's been using that time in the worship of Allah. So when guidance comes to you, whatever the age you may be, 25, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, 100... Whenever guidance comes to you, then grasp it and take it and know that this is the betterment of your life. There's a story, a true story, about an American brother we used to know, a revert American brother. He was giving da'wah to his uh, grandmother. Giving da'wah to his grandmother. His grandmother was Christian or something. So he was giving her da'wah, telling her about Islam telling her about all of the goodness of Islam, and that Allah has prepared paradise for the Muslims, who worship Allah alone, without any partners, without claiming any sons or any of that, worshipping purely Allah alone, he kept telling her, kept telling her, she was an old woman, his grandmother, and then he says, eventually one day she accepted, she accepted Islam, and then she died three days later, Old woman in her eighties accepted Islam three days later she died. So then she will be from the people who are saved in the hereafter. Died upon Tawheed, died upon the worship and obedience of Allah alone, knowing that it is only Allah who has the right to be worshipped, knowing that Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the final messenger, the final messenger of Allah knowing that all of those other previous prophets and messengers were in fact Muslim. Their religion was the same religion as Muhammad, in terms of worshipping only Allah alone. When you look at the history, Moses, Abraham, Jesus, none of them ever taught their people to worship anyone else except Allah. Even the Trinity think, Jesus never ever said that. It was those who came after St. Paul and St. John and all of these when you look into the history of it that's how the Trinity idea came about. Jesus never said that. Isa a.s. never said that. He never said to the people I am the Son of God and my mother etc. and the Trinity worship us. Moses, Abraham all of them the same thing. They all said the exact same thing to their people. Worship your Lord alone alone no partners in the quran it says they used to say ya qaumi ma lakum min ilahin ghayru Oh people they all used to say to all of the prophets o oh people worship allah alone you do not have anyone else to worship besides him only your creator not anybody else do not associate partners to allah And that is basically what the Muslim believes in the very basics of his religion. When you take the shahada, a Muslim says, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, then that means you understand that only Allah alone has the right for every type of worship. No one else has any right to any worship. None of this... Son or wife or partner or anything like that, only Allah alone has the right to be worshipped, and you must stop and reject the worship of anyone else besides Allah. And when you say "Ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa I testify that Muhammad is the last messenger and servant of Allah. Then you are testifying and believing that Muhammad is the final messenger, and therefore you will obey his commandments, the guidance of the Prophet Muhammad, you will obey that. And what he told us to stay away from, you will stay away from it. And what he told us about the day of judgment and the day of resurrection, where everybody will be resurrected on the day of judgment, and then your accountability will be done to see if you will be from the people of paradise or hell. All of these things that the Prophet Muhammad told us about, we believe in it. And then also, that you only worship Allah in the way that the Prophet Muhammad told us to worship Allah. Islam is not about making up your own worship. Worship how the Prophet told you to worship. How the Prophet Muhammad told us what to do, how to do it. So a person, a Muslim needs to realize... As a Muslim now, your worship is purely for the sake of Allah alone. You testify that there is no deity, no God worthy of worship except Allah alone. And that Muhammad wasallam, Muhammad is the final prophet and messenger of Allah, the servant of Allah. This is what you are testifying to. This is what the basis of Islam is. And then after that, like we said, you must follow the guidance. So you pray five times a day, and each prayer only takes ten minutes or so. Ten or fifteen minutes, five times a day you pray. Just as we've been commanded by Allah, as a test. Because this life is a test to see which Muslims are going to be upon that guidance, and which people are not going to be on that guidance. A test to see whether you can push yourself to please your creator and your Lord. So you pray five times a day and you fulfill all of the other aspects of the obligations of this religion. This is the reality. And when a person accepts that reality, you will see how your life changes. When you start practicing Islam, you suddenly now find that your heart is fulfilled it is fulfilled. Whereas prior to that, it was empty, it was a void, it was vacant, a vacuum, trying to please the people and go after the glitters of this world. And you can never achieve them. But now, your heart isn't about this world, it is about being connected to your Creator, being connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, worshipping Him alone. So you find peace in your heart. You find comfort in your heart. You find ease in your heart. The worries and the concerns no longer bother you. Because you know now, you are doing what you were supposed to do on this earth. You are upon Islam, worshipping Allah alone. And so you have fulfillment in your life. And a person sees that the more and more you practice how your life changes, changes from the life of uselessness to a life where it's fulfilled, fulfilled in practicing the religion. And that's why the Prophet Muhammad told us, in this world, be as though you are a stranger. Don't settle down in this world, on this earth, like you're gonna live here forever. You're not. A few years and that's it, you'll die. Don't get settled here and get comfortable in this world. The place where you're going to get comfortable is in the hereafter, on the day of resurrection. Insha'Allah, entering into paradise. That is where the comfort is. In this world, don't get comfortable. This world is a test. This world is to see whether you will be upon the obedience of your Lord alone upon Islam as the final messenger came with it, or whether you will waste your life with an empty heart with worries and concerns and depression, and never being able to satisfy yourself, never being able to get the luxuries of this world, wasting all of your time until death comes. You need to decide which one it's going to be. And without a doubt, all of us, we know, that Islam is what brings the fulfillment and peace to your heart. Worshipping Allah alone, without any partners, any associates, Allah alone, and testifying that Muhammad is the messenger and the final messenger and the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is where we'll conclude today's lecture. Insha inshaAllah ta'ala will carry on next week. And we'll round off there for tonight. Wa sallallahu ala ala alihi wa